right, it's the Keep to the City Rangers podcast, and the Rangers beat the Canucks 4-3 to on Wednesday night at the Garden for their third straight win. I know that's not the biggest news right now, um, but I guess it's good that the podcast is a little delayed today because the Rangers just traded for Vladimir Tarasenko from the Blues, um, a move that the Rangers have you know, been criticized for the last decade plus for not having drafted him ahead of Dylan McElrath when they had the opportunity. But after all these years now, Tarasenko is headed to the Rangers. The details of the trade are still coming out, but it looks for now like uh, it's a first-rounder going back to St. Louis, a fourth-rounder going to St. Louis, Sammy Blay going to St. Louis. Uh, I did see Lieber Hayek was placed in waivers as well, so it looks like um, they may be getting a return in the form of defenseman as well. So, hey, <laughs> You have a chance to get Vladimir Tarasenko for it, and that's all it'll cost you. You you do that move every single time, and uh, you know he's had he's battled injuries the last few years, but he is healthy and playing right now. Um, you immediately remove Jimmy VC off the first line there, and and you plug Tarasenko in, and then you've got a line of Artemi Panarin, Mika Zibanejad, and Vladimir Tarasenko, and you don't touch that line. You don't break up that line. You don't move that line. You leave it exactly how it is. And I know Gerard Gallant is probably already thinking up crazy line combination thoughts in his head that no one else in the world would come up with or approve. But that's got to be the line. Then you've got the kid line. You bump VC down to whatever. It doesn't matter. Somewhere in the bottom six. Figure it out. Figure it out. But the Rangers don't really have a bottom six anymore now that you have this super line that they can create. Then you have the kid line. Then you have a line with Trocek and Kreider and however else you want to handle that. You've got a top nine now and a bottom three. And that bottom three, if utilized correctly, could really just be you know, the equivalent of a second or third line. It doesn't have to be a fourth line because there's no need for a traditional fourth line. I don't know why Gerard Gallant keeps trying to force a traditional NHL fourth line on the Rangers when they don't need one. But... This move brings Tarasenko. It gets rid of Blay, who had never scored a goal with the Rangers in 54 games. Just kept playing, kept playing. You've got Vitaly Kraftsov up in the press box watching games. You've got Julian Gauthier up in the press box watching games. Just wasting potential difference maker talent so that, you know, Will Cooley and Sammy Blake keep playing. So this move is awesome. Tarasenko is an unrestricted free agent, so you're not taking on any sizable cap hit that you'll have to you know, screw yourselves over later four. Um, it looks like that the Blues are picking up the majority of the cap hit on Tarasenko, so I don't see the negative here. The Rangers had two firsts um, because of the Nils Lundqvist deal, so they're giving up one of those, a fourth, CME play, nothing. They're giving up nothing. Draft picks, who cares? Draft picks that they'll end up drafting the wrong person or drafting someone they won't develop and then watching them go somewhere else to succeed anyway <laughs> that doesn't make them better today and the rangers have a window right now and they need to maximize that window and this trade certainly does that there are games you you expect them to win and, and i think wednesday was one of those games where you're at home you're playing a canucks team that's in disarray the entire organization's a mess they trade their captain they change coaches in the most ridiculous fashion mid-season they have no plan, don't seem to have a strategy, no one knows what they're doing, no one knows where they're going. That's a team that they come to the Garden you know, mid-season where it's post-All-Star break. If you're on the Canucks and you're not getting moved here between now and March 3rd, you're just thinking about you know, playing well for yourself 
and getting out of this season healthy and, and hoping for a better 2023-24 season. The Canucks are not a good team. And the disparity between the Rangers, who are trying to win a championship, and the Canucks, who are just trying to figure out how to be an NHL organization at this point, was sizable on Wednesday night. And in the first few minutes of the game, you could just see the difference. The Rangers drove the play early on. Um, you know, they handled the Canucks rather easily. They score 653 into the game with the Trocheck goal. Uh, the pass to Kreider, which he never looked at Kreider from basically just inside the blue line to the net, made you think the entire time he was going to shoot. And that's kind of Trocheck's MO is that he's going to shoot. And he didn't. And he finds Kreider perfectly at the far post to tap it in uh, to give the Rangers a one nothing lead on that 2-on-1. Um, and then Philip Hedl, a minute and 38 seconds later, scores, extends his goal-scoring streak to five games. He's got seven goals in the last five games. He's got 11 goals in the last 13 games. Gives the Rangers a 2 nothing lead. And you're not even 10 minutes into the game. You're thinking, okay, this is, this is what it should be. When a bad team comes to the garden, this is how it should be handled. But in typical Rangers fashion, it's never as easy as it seems because the Canucks then eventually do cut into that lead to make it 2-1. The Rangers bounce back to make it 3-1. Alexei Lafreniere scores for the second time in as many games to the overtime winner the other night. He scores here. So another two-goal performance from the kid line. Canucks cut into that again, 3-2. Rangers score again with Zibanejad with about four minutes left in the game. 10, uh, 10 what was it, 11 seconds later, the Canucks score to make it 4-3. Uh, and the final 344 of the game, the Rangers hang on to win 4-3. to three. It wasn't an easy win. It should have been easy. They had the opportunity. When they're up 2 nothing. you score that third goal, game's over. But this is what the Rangers do. They let they let bad teams hang around. They don't you know finish off two-goal leads. They pull like every two-goal lead. And they did their best uh, on Wednesday to try to blow it. They you know, made a 2-0 lead 2-1. They made a 3-1 lead 3-2. They made a 4-2 lead 4-3. But they never allowed that game-tying goal, which could have potentially shifted the entire result of the game. Um, the Canucks' first goal coming against the fourth line, it just it's just hard to watch. And, and you got the third defensive pair out there as well in Harper and Schneider, but it's really the fourth line. I mean, they don't provide anything offensively. They have no value offensively. And then when you're on the ice and you're a defensive liability as well, what are we doing here? You've got Kravtsov upstairs. You've got Gautier upstairs. And those two must have, I, I mean, I'm sure they kept it to themselves, but inside they had to feel great watching that happen, watching the Canucks score against that line to cut the lead to 2-1. Um, just, it's just unnecessary. Unnecessary. You've got two NHL talents watching this fourth line, and, and who cares if they get six, seven, eight, nine minutes a game? It's, it's too many minutes. It's too many. Playing is too much. And it looks like Cooley got sent back down to Hartford uh, today. So I guess that was enough. Enough was enough. They saw enough to, to realize that he doesn't belong in the NHL at this point. JT Miller had a point in the game. And to see what's become of Miller, it's been five years since the Rangers traded him. It's already been five years since he went to the Lightning and the Ryan McDonough deal. Um, you know, he was a good player there for the rest of that season, 17-18 for the next season. Then he went to Vancouver, where his career's just taken off, and he's just gotten better and better each season. 99 points uh, last season. He's just over a point a game now in, in his time in Vancouver. 
And you look at what he's done since leaving the Rangers as a former first-round pick. You look at what Bushnevich has done going to the Blues as a former Ranger, you know, scoring 30 goals last year, just taking his play to another level. And it, I don't know if it's the Rangers are giving up on these guys too early. The Rangers aren't developing the guys and they need to go somewhere else to realize their potential. Maybe it's a combination of both, but when you watch the kid line and you watch Kako, who's what, 21, you watch Lafreniere, who's 21, and you watch Hedo, who's 23, that can't happen here, too. But Miller was a 15th overall pick. Lafreniere's a first. Kako's a second. Hedo's a 21st. That can't happen. With Hedo, I mean, he keeps playing this way. He's going to price himself off the Rangers, which that's great for him personally, but as a Rangers fan, you don't want that to happen because the money that should be going to him is tied up in Trocheck now for what seems like forever. When you watch someone like Miller, I mean, that's a guy, yeah, the Rangers could use him. Any team could use a pointed game player. But they cannot screw up Lafreniere, Kako, Hedo. They can't screw that up. And it seems like eventually they're going to screw it up. All they've done to this point is try to screw it up. Now that they're letting them play, and they're letting them play substantial minutes, I get it. They'll never play on the power play. They'll never play on the power play as long as Gallant's there. And now that Tarasenko's here, someone's probably coming off the, the first unit anyway. Um, so they're going to have to get their points at even strength. They're going to have to get their points in the final seconds of a power play, which is the only opportunities they get. And they've been doing that now. And to put two more goals, um, two of the four Rangers goals on Wednesday night were from the kid line. That's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to get their points and, and, you know, get their stats at even strength. It's the only way for them to do it, which isn't necessarily the case for any other first or second round, which is never the case for any other first or second overall pick. Those guys usually end up on bad teams. They're playing 20 minutes a night. They're getting first unit time throughout the entire season. They're getting the experience. They're getting the development they need in real game situations to be the player that they are expected to be. It's why they are drafted so high. You look at Jack Hughes, how, how people thought he was, you know, is he a bust after the first, second year? Now look at the guy. You've got Wayne Gretzky glowing over the guy, praising the guy um, in the media, and, and rightfully so, but he was put on a bad team, and he, he got the opportunity that most first and second overall picks get. For Kako, for Lafreniere, they were put on a good team. And they were put in some bad coaching situations, too. And it's a recipe for disaster. And that's why, to this point, anyone would say they've been a disappointment. But when you see when they're utilized correctly, when you see when they're given opportunities, what they can do. So watching Miller last night, it's a reminder that this is what happens when you screw up. And you throw him in that McDonough deal as a sweetener to get the first. And now look at him. So Rangers win. They got the game on Friday night against the Kraken now at the Garden, and then they go on the road. Uh, they go to Carolina, then they go to Western Canada. So it's going to be a rough 10 days there. And you like the way they're playing right now. Even if they're not giving full 60-minute efforts, it's very rare. I, I always like when they say that we need a 60-minute effort. It's very rare anyone's giving 60-minute effort. You know That would mean you control play the entire 60 minutes. Just not a realistic expectation, but... The way they beat the Flames, the way they beat the Canucks, two different types of games. They won them both. I get that the Canucks suck, but it gives you at least hope and promise that this team isn't what it was last year when when their defense let down. They needed to rely on Shesterkin. When Shesterkin wasn't on, they couldn't win. That's not the case now. They're finding other ways to win.
And now that Tarasenko is going to be a Ranger, it'll be just that much easier for them to find ways to win because that's the type of player he is. It looks like that Nico McCola, defenseman for the Blues, is headed back as part of the deal as well. So it looks like it's Tarasenko and McCola for Blay, a first, a fourth. Hayek goes on waivers to clear a space for McCola, and that seems to be the trade right now. Maybe things will change. Maybe there'll be more pieces that are announced that were added in along the way, but that's a deal you make every time. There's no Rangers fan who's sitting at home right now shaking their head asking what's Chris Jury doing. What's he doing? He just made the Rangers a lot better. Blay out of the lineup. Tarasenko in the lineup. Hayek on waivers. McCullough coming to the Rangers. A first gone when you have two. A fourth gone. Who cares? This is, a, this is a win now move. This is the type of move you make. And on top of it all, the Blues supposedly are going to retain the majority of the cap hit. So you don't get better than that. This is a A-plus deal across the board. Oh, it's unbelievable deal. And now the little looks like a little more coming out here. So St. Louis is getting a conditional 2023 first rounder, a conditional 2024 fourth rounder, Sammy Blay and Hunter Skinner. And then the Rangers getting Vladimir Tarasenko and Nico McCullough. I want to be at the Garden now on Friday to, to see Tarasenko. Might have to make that happen. So that'll do it for today. Rangers cracking at the Garden on Friday. Vladimir Tarasenko expected to be in uniform for the Rangers on Friday night. It's a good day to be a Rangers fan. So that'll do it for today. Thanks for listening. Talk to you after this weekend games.